This is Cinema Degeneration. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. I, I just can't take no pleasure in killing Just some things you gotta do. We all go a little mad sometimes. You wanna know what happens to an eyeball when it gets punctured? You just can't let them go? Go! Hi, I'm Chucky, wanna play? <laughs> Please, God. This. The dead will walk here. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Your suffering will be legendary even in hell. It's alive, it's alive, it's alive. They all flow down here. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Boy, you're doomed. You're all doomed. several motion pictures, but I want to tell you about a movie called Maximum Overdrive, which is the first one I've directed. Wow. What the dickens is going on around here? A lot of people have directed Stephen King novels and stories, and I finally decided if you want something done right, you ought to do it yourself. <laughs> My first picture as a director, and you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. What is going on? I don't know! I just wanted someone to do Stephen King right. You want a war? You got one. I just want to get the hell out of here. So come and spend some time with me and my friends at the Dixie Boy. Spend some time in the dark. Please don't let me in the dark. Help me. I'm gonna scare the hell out of you. And that's a promise. You're gonna get us in an awful lot of trouble, man. We already in trouble. Maximum terror. Jesus coming in years. Maximum king. Maybe tomorrow will be our world again. Dino De Laurentiis presents Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. Alrighty, folks. Welcome once again to Cinema Degeneration's Killer Wheels Appreciation Month. Uh, we've got pretty much what I consider to be one of the granddaddies of them all, one of the least two most memorable movies about killer-possessed otherworldly cars and that is maximum overdrive from 1986 written and directed the only movie he ever directed written and directed by stephen king based on his short story called trucks a very very short story and uh, joining me this evening is my usual grindhouse pizzeria co-host tommy k tom commissar how we doing we're doing wonderful well how's everybody doing tonight Hopefully good. Hopefully staying away from the Dixie Boy truck stop. 
<laughs> yes, and indeed. <laughs> now we were talking a little bit off the air about this, so we can, uh, you know, as we say, we got to save this for on the air type shit. But uh, I don't. I know you agree with me. I don't understand the hate for this movie. It is generally hated and shit upon by even Stephen King and Emilio Estevez, the star of the film, and a lot of the people involved with it just pretty much disowned the movie. And yeah, it, maybe it's not the greatest Stephen King adaptation, but it, I mean, I love it. It's, it's a, a real minute movie. There is never a dull moment in this movie, and it's exciting as hell. I would be proud as hell to have been a part of this movie. Let me tell you, I... 110% agree with you. I, first of all, I, I saw this when it came out and, uh, you know, it was a drive-in movie and, uh, that I recall. And, um, I, I loved it. I thought it was like, a, it was a good movie. It was fun. It, it, it entertained. And, uh, you know, it had all kinds of cool quirky characters. The trucks themselves were characters and uh, all kinds of stuff was going on. It rolled right along. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't watch movies and then just go crazy picking them apart. <coughs> Certainly back then, you know, uh, being a younger dude, you know, I was just digging the movie because that's what I did. I went to drive in movies or, you know, I went to movies and hang out with my friends and watch cool horror movies. And this was one of them. I love this movie. I always did. And then over yeah, the years, I yeah. I mean, I saw it. You know, I was 10 years old. So, I, you know, I was just a, a young buck. I was 10, maybe 11 when I saw it. I don't remember if I, I don't recall if I saw it in the theater or if I saw it when it came out on video anymore. The years kind of meld together at that point. But, like, I loved it. I, I, I love the quirkiness of it. And it's just such a weird, weird B movie. It, it is. It's a B movie. Let's face it, you know. It but, is. Like, but, but, you know, it's. It's thrilling. It's crazy. It's funny. It's got some interesting kills. It's got great over-the-top characters. It's like a live-action comic book. It's a comic book come to life. I, I agree. Well, that was the thing, too. Like, over the years, like, you know, you'd, you'd read something somewhere. Or, you know, there'd be somebody in a, you know, you'd read something in a magazine. And, and you'd hear somebody talking shit about it. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, like you say, like, I don't get it. Like, what do you want from this movie? It's just a movie about, you know... This shit happens to Earth because of this comet and like the machines come to life and trucks take, you know, terrorize these people in a truck stop. It's like, what's not the love? <laughs> it's like I didn't I, I don't get the hate even from Stephen King himself. Now, it's his movie. So, you know, if he hates it, whatever. But I like him like as a director, you know, it's like why, you know, like he disowns the movie. And it's like, dude. Like I, I like I, I know that you know he was under the influence of a lot of stuff back then. He admits that. Oh yeah, but I mean he was like, but, he was you know, doing all the cocaine. If there was right, cocaine but, in the state of Maine, it was it was up his nose. Right, but you know, <laughs> but what, looking just at the movie itself, especially being his debut, you know, a directing debut, and I guess the only movie ever directed. But it's like, dude, you did. I thought he did a fucking great job. Considering like, he doesn't look. remember directing half of it, you know, if he doesn't and remember it, he did it. But, like, watching it, like, you know, watching it again, you know, before we did this show, I was like, all right, you know, so it was so fun to watch it again. And and then knowing all the crap I've heard over the years, and then watching it again, you know, in, you know, in 2021, you know, I'm like, this is a fucking fun movie, man. It's like, no, you, I don't care what you say, Mr. King. 
you did a fucking pretty good job directing this, and and so you can hate it all you want. I don't. Well, you know, uh, considering they remade it, they remade this movie about ten years later, and uh, it was a film called Trucks, which was the original title. You right. know, the short story. That movie is horrible. Now, I, I don't I know who directed that. that. I just uh, saw that. I have no idea what that is. I mean, I know what it is. I've heard of it, but I never. I have never seen that. that it, it's it's not worth the two hours that I put into watching it. When I, I watched it once, and I've never watched it again, and I've never owned it. Probably never will. You know, but I, I feel like I, I should give it a second chance because I believe in giving all you know movies a second chance. Because right. especially if you saw a movie that you didn't like, you know, you always figure, well, maybe it was a frame of mind you're in. Give it right. another chance. So one day I will, but I'm in no hurry to to do that. But with Maximum Overdrive, you will be hard-pressed to find a time if you were ever to ask me, hey, man, we're going to watch a movie tonight. Want to watch Maximum Overdrive? The answer is never going to be no. No, I'd say, yeah, fuck yeah, put it on. Let's watch yeah. it. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I don't I don't get the hate. And uh, I, I think it deserves, you know, better treatment than it has. I don't know. I think sometimes... People here over the years, oh, yeah, it's shitty. And then everybody kind of goes along with it. Like, oh, yeah, that shitty movie. I bet a lot of people like it. And just, then, you know. Well, I hear people always say, if they do like it, they say, oh, it's a guilty pleasure. No, I, I don't. I used to believe in the term guilty pleasures. I don't believe in that anymore. You just have shit you like. And if you're too afraid to admit it, then that that's on you. you right, know, right. But what, this is not a guilty pleasure. I love this movie. I, I think it's a great movie. And I love it. And I was, and I, and I so... When you'd suggested doing it, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Because, you know, I was, hadn't really thought about it in a while. I was like, oh, well, yeah, hell yeah. Let's do, yeah, let's do excellent overtime. And when I watched it again, you know, right, I was like, yes, I love this movie. Fuck. I mean, it's good. I love the movie. Yeah. So there you go. Well, that being said, let's start diving into the film itself. And we'll start with the IMDb little short uh, synopsis here. It says, when Earth passes through the tail of the Re-M Rogue Comet, the machines come to life and start to kill mankind. A group of survivors are under siege from fierce trucks at the Dixie Boy truck stop gas station, and they have to fight to survive. And that's pretty much all you need to know. I mean, it's right. uh, it's, it's not just the trucks. I mean, because they focus really on the trucks because our main location is a truck stop. But everything pretty right. much goes. There is some inconsistencies, I will admit, you know... Um, uh, Curtis and Connie's car never seems to rebel against them. You know, some of the electronics doesn't don't really rebel against the people at the at the Dixie Boy. But ninety nine percent of everything rebels and kind of gets a mind of its own, especially right. the cars and the trucks. And the, as the intro title card says, you know, they're pass, passing through the tail of a comet. On I think it was June nineteenth or July nineteenth, and they would be within the tail of this comet for five or six days. And I think that, eight days. I think it was yeah. eight, something like that. Yeah, but then you know uh, everything just goes to hell from there. And I I love the the opening where it's just you know after that opening shot that superimposed shot of of the Earth, which I I I read in the IMDb the goofs the actual like picture they have of the earth is reversed so it's like it's, i guess it's like the all the continents are flipped and reversed so i never, uh, I, never I, did, I didn't notice that <laughs> that's good I wonder, I wonder if that was deliberate or a happy mistake they're just like well you know fuck it we're going with it yeah but, it's probably like ah stephen king probably like ah they're all so dumb they won't even know you know, like, you know. <laughs> which yeah i'm one of them I, I, I didn't know. I've watched this movie 
probably a good dozen or more times, I'm right. sure, at least. But uh, I love the opening shots past that, that, that initial shot when you just see the outside of the bank and it's like, oh, it's 315, it's 76 degrees right. out. And then it just says, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I, I fuck love you. that. Oh, that's so fucking cool, man. Because how many times you walk, you just drive by a bank and you see the stupid sign with all that shit. And it's so great to see that sign. Like, yeah. And it is cool because that first cameo is, is Stephen King himself, of course. Yeah. He's, he's using the ATM and you, you see the old graphics, you know, on the screens. And, and then uh, it, what, what's it say? You're an asshole. It says, yeah, you're an asshole, and then it just starts right. saying asshole, asshole again. Asshole, he has asshole, a mortal mind. Honey, you know come it? on over here, sugar buns. This yeah, machine just called, called me an asshole. Call me an asshole. You know, it, it was like, it's like, it's funny. I mean, it just starts out fantastic. Oh, thank you very much. It just starts out just so funny, like just right off the bat. It's like, okay, you know, it's a good setup. But, and then uh, the cool thing about it is, is they really, there's no, you know, there's not a bunch of mumbo jumbo kind of like, like, you know, boring you with tons of like kind of stuff. It just kind of gets into it. You know, it's like they go, you know. Yeah, it wastes no time. It, it gets right to the, into the thick of things. I mean, especially like right after that scene with Stephen King where there, you got that scene on the the bridge, you know, yes. where, the, where that uh, the bridge just starts, you know, uh, thinking for itself and start spilling all the cars back as the drawbridge starts raising up. And we got, and you got to mention, mention it. We'll probably mention it several times, but at least at some point we'll, uh, we got to talk about this. The ACDC soundtrack. Oh my God. Yes. That who right made the bat, soundtrack. Right off the bat when it kicks into ACDC and ACDC runs throughout the movie, they got some score music here and there, but I don't know about that, but, but, there, they he uses ACDC as much as he can, and it's so good. It sounds so good in this movie because I mean I love ACDC anyway. There's never a bad time to, to blast ACDC, but it works so good in this movie. I mean I know that you know the songs and the lyrics and you know it all fit for certain things, but I'm just talking about it's great. The soundtrack, the music is killer on this thing, and yeah, and you're right. I mean I'm mean, thanks for bringing that up because that is I mean right off the bat. ACDC when you they're got playing a cameo by the uh, the van with ACDC on it as right. one of the vehicles that get spilled over in the beginning and I can't imagine go ahead trying to I just can't imagine the logistics of trying to film the stunts in a scene like that where those cars are just flipping over one another because it it all looks like it was legit cars like there was you know no uh what do you want to call it green screening or, or CGI in any kind of effect back then See, that's another thing where I was going to, this kind of goes with my point about where like, you know, Stephen King thinking, you know, like people like talking shit about him doing a shit job and, and like, or he didn't like the movie. He just sounds like, are you fucking kidding me? You opened up with a bridge scene with real cars, you know, like a, like a bridge, you know, it's a drawbridge, whatever they call it, where it's, you know, the guys that are like working it are paying attention and the machines are being taken over. And all of a sudden, the bridge starts splitting and, you know, raising in the air. All of a sudden, you got this big-ass fucking scene of all these cars. I mean, this, this had to be a massive undertaking. You're a debut director, and this is, and you're showing this scene. And, like, all of a sudden, like, the, the bridges are going yeah, pretty up. much as your opening of the movie. Yeah. And it's like, you know, so, you know, this is your first fucking movie, and, you know, and directing. 
And, you know, and if you got, I'm not saying it's the first scene they shot, but, you know, this is a big, you know, as a director, it's like, what the fuck? You did a great job. Look at this scene. You know, you're, you you get the cars, you know, all of a sudden they're starting to slide. People are panicking. Water, remember all the watermelons? They're falling. Yeah, the out. watermelons going through people's sunroofs and shit. The ACDC van is there. Like these rocker kids are in this van. People fucking falling, like a, a motorcycle guy or something falls through the bridge and he goes into the river. And it's like, you know, people, I mean, it's like, it's a fucking killer scene. It's like, how could you, you know, so it sets the whole movie up like, oh shit, it's nothing going to be but chaos. Like, what the hell is happening? Why are the machines, you know, what's wrong? And, and you know, why, you know, why is this bridge lifting up? And this could have been anything. We don't know yet. But like, you know, there's vehicles dropping through the bridge. I, I love the br- bridge operator's reaction. He's yeah. like, you goddamn stupid asshole. You don't just well, see we got a situation here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing anything to fix it. But. <laughs> and then you got the one guy. Remember the one scene where the guy, the, in this, this scene where the guy flies through the window and he crashes through another window? And it's yeah. like, it's like that's fucking. And then the, you got the watermelons flying around and they're busting them on people's cars and then people are slipping and sliding on watermelons and shit. I mean, it's hilarious. It's, yeah, it's, it's, not and, to, it's not to be taken seriously. It's not a movie to be taken serious. I mean, there, there's some serious shit that goes down. But right. It's so tongue in cheek. Uh, I just can't understand the people that watch this and can't let go of themselves and just have a good time with it. I know we're, we're probably going to say that a bunch of times over the next yes, hour. So. Warning now, you're going to hear this a lot. <laughs> right. Because, because, yeah, because I, I know we both feel the same way about this. It's like this, this movie does not get a fair shake. I mean, look at all the cars too flipping over. Like they're like, you know, they're sliding down. They're like naturally just falling over because they're you know off balance and shit. You know, and it's like what a killer scene to open up. And then it goes right to it, right off the bat. Right to the, yeah, right to the Dixie boy. You get you get the fucking that green demon, fucking uh, that um, for what is it? Uh, oh, uh, 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 well, uh, they, they, I know. Happy toys. Happy time happy, toys. Ha- ha- yeah, and and so that big or is it happy time or just happy toys? It's just happy toys. Yeah, because it looks like yeah. the Green Goblin. They said that's what the they had goblin, kind of Goblin. Yeah, it's like a Green Goblin. And uh, that truck thing, is so it, badass. Can you imagine being a truck driver and having that truck if for real? Like, oh, I'd love that. So they pull into the so now we're at Dixie Boy, which is the main, you know, nucleus of the movie. Right, yeah, up, we're going to spend 90% of the rest of the movie pretty much here. Yeah. And now you got a couple of the local dudes that work there and are just like, and then the truck driver gets out and, you know, and he knows the guy and they're going to fill it up with gas and. The trucker's going to go in. He's going to get a cup of coffee. So there's some cool dialogue with, between them because they know each other. You know, he passes through, obviously, all the time. And Yeah, and, so, yeah you son of a bitch. I thought you were in Texas. Right, <laughs> right. Exactly. So now we're in the, you know, they go into the diner. So now it's cool. And I, and I, I ask my wife, I love truck stops. I love diners. Oh, uh, me too. I've stop. worked at a few. I've worked at a you few. Waitresses. You give me waitresses. And a truck stop and a diner, and I'm telling you, there's a million stories to be told of what goes on in these truck stops and the people passing through. I mean, it's a, you don't, it's it's fucking unbelievable. But anyway, staying on topic, so they're in there now. We've got so we got our truckers driving the happy toys, and then we meet our boss, who is a total prick. Oh he, yeah, Bubba Henry shot. What a what a Bubba. motherfucker! I've worked for people like him. 
Right. And he's a cigar smoking son of a bitch who, you know, he just, he takes advantage of the workers there, you know, and, and uh, a lot of them are guys that have been, uh, you know, like, you know, in and out parole and shit. And he takes advantage of them to get free labor out of them or he's going to report them. So we see an arcade that's there, which a lot of truck stops have, and it's going crazy. So now we're getting a first glimpse of, of what's happening inside the arcade. There's a guy in there, and he's like, he's checking it out, and like the machines are going nuts. Cigarettes, remember the old cigarette machines? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the machines are spitting out cups of coffee, cigarettes. The arcade machines are spitting out the quarters. Planes are flying out of there, and the guy's like trying to scoop them up. Now, and did you, you got- notice who that was? That is, go ahead, because I'm drawing a blank. It's, uh, it's uh, Giancarlo Esposito, who played, he played Gus in Breaking Bad. He's been, he was on the Creep Show, the, uh, the Shutter series Creep Show. He's on the new Mandalorian. He's on uh, The Boys on Amazon. But he most, most notably plays Gus Spring. The, Gus, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, this is one of his first movie roles. That I, re- I I totally forgot he was still he was in this and he's pretty much you blink and you miss him you know he, he's he's gone pretty pretty quickly but it was like as soon as I saw it I was like oh fucking Gus man <laughs> but anyway yeah, yeah. no but it, I mean yeah fucking uh, what what's it something Hermanos what's his what's the breakfast place oh. with, uh, I mean the chicken Polos Hermanos Polos Hermanos yes uh, yeah great job for that anyway but yes it's cool to see him. Is a youngster, you know, in, in, in this movie. Now we got Emilio Estevez. He's cooking in the back. Yeah, I mean, cooking in the back of the restaurant there, fucking in the kitchen, sweating his ass off. And oh, I've been there. I've been there so many times. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've been a short order cook. Not, I do not envy you or anybody who does that job. It's tough. And um, so anyway, he gets called in to the asshole boss and of course that's when we find out he's trying to get him to work extra hours but not but not stay clocked in and or he's going to report him to the parole officer and, and he's being such a dick about it he's like he's like uh, you know i know you've been to college boy he's right. like he's when he's like you want me to work for 10 hours but only clock you in for eight and he's like well i know you're smart now i'm just like son of a bitch <laughs> and the fact that he's laughing and then sticking a cigar back in his mouth you're like you motherfucker you filthy motherfucker. But then we got, it's cool because then we got, like I said, the waitresses. I always love the truck shop waitress. And what's her name in this? Who who does the waitress? I forget her name, but she's oh, the her name. Blonde the waitress. character name was Wanda. Yes. Oh, yeah. She's Wanda. She plays Wanda June. And she's trying to make the food. And of course, she's making a mess of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's doing it. Uh, but horrible. it's a first scene with something other than a, a motor vehicle. There's a there's an electric knife. Have you ever seen an electric knife or used it there? Oh yeah, those old school electric carvers used we used to have one in our house. And uh, it comes to life and cuts her poor forearm, man. She's just like so it cuts her it cuts it cuts her foot right right through her tennis shoe and it's like going crazy. So everybody's running back, including the trucker, and and they're all kind of looking at her in front of what the hell happened, you know, like nobody gets what's going on, obviously. But Bill comes to the rescue. He comes to the rescue and, and Bill, does it in with a hammer. Bill, who is Emilio Estevez, he comes in and wraps her shit up. But then, yeah, this is a cool scene where, like, like why is this thing, like, it's unplugged, but it keeps, like, it's on the foregone, you know. So he's whacking it with a hammer, and it's a good scene because the casing's being busted and it's still moving. 
You know, so it's like this fucking thing won't stop. So I was like, what the hell is this? So he's beating the shit out of it. And then, uh, and then of course, it's, you know, he finally busts it up enough, it stops. And I love her reaction when they ask, like, what happened? Well, it turned itself on and it bit me. Hey! <laughs> she's cute, man. I love her. She's really funny. Oh, she's and... the most over the top character in the whole movie. Yeah. She she is dialed it into eleven on a scale to ten the the entire time. Because a little bit later in the movie when she starts, well we'll we'll get to that. But she starts screaming, it which goes back, it harkens back to the song. She's like, "We built you!" She's yelling at the trucks. You know, so that's pretty cool. But that's a little bit later. You know, which, but it's really it's really cool. Like, who made you? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Great, man. So, anyway, so they're starting to wonder what the fuck's going on. You got Emilio, who's kind of walking around now. Like, he goes into the video arcade, and um, how? Uh, yeah. So they're 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 basically sparking and shit going crazy, and and uh, and you see our guy, our our Gus, our actor, um, and uh, he's he's not Gus. That's <laughs> never care, but you know, Giancarlo. Giancarlo, yes, Giancarlo Esposito, and he's he's up and he's sitting in a chair, and he's like, you know, he's like electrical sparks coming off him and shit. So this, yeah, he's, he's fried. Been, he's he's crispy critted. He's been he's been electrocuted, and so now it's bad. So you know, like, okay, it's bad, and like, okay, it wasn't just some fucking steak knife with you know, electric knife carver. You know, they're looking around like things are really weird now. Like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah, like they don't know quite what it is yet, but they know something, uh, how they say something is amiss. Right, right. And then they go to, it's cool because now they break from that. Like, that's a good setup. Now they go to a baseball field. <laughs> my favorite scene. My this Literally my favorite the scene. Kid, the kids are like, you know, they're trying, they go to help their coach. He's getting sodas out of an old can machine. The cans are shooting him out, hits him in the nuts, then hits him in the head like a fatal blow. He's getting, and then the one boy who we turn out later on, he's in the movie throughout, but he's like one of the ball players. He walks up and he's just like, a, he's a young kid. I don't know, he's 12 or 13 or whatever. And he's walking up and uh, trying to help him out. And then he he's getting hit with cans. He's smart enough. He throws a catcher's mask on to hit the can, so the cans hit him in the face. He's trying to help his coach. He realizes because you see the pretty good gory effect. The coach's head has been just oh the head wound, yeah. His, head his skull is cracked wide open. Now, but this has got a good scene because now we've got a big one of those big steamrollers that roll like you know that flatten out asphalt. It's chasing the other kid. He's on a bike. He falls off, and it actually shows a steamroller. Roll over the kid, his bicycle, and it crushes this kid. They don't really show the kid after that. You know, maybe it was in a different cut. But you know, yeah. This well, cut, I mean, like not- we had talked uh, talked about off the air, you know, a little bit beforehand that that there was a lot of gore and a lot of blood cut out. And apparently, now uh, this is what I read. It was on IMDb or Wikipedia, one of the two, is that they had a big blood bag when that kid was supposed to get run over and as the steamroller was rolling across the field going after uh deke the our main kid deke. Yeah, yeah. Deke. yeah that the 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 blood was supposed to like leave like a, a checkered spot like wherever it was going like bloop 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 and uh-huh. leave like a, a trail of blood and they cut all that which like ah uh, oh, that just 
I would have loved to have seen that. I would have loved to have seen that. that that, Something like that. I mean, that's a terrible scene, but it was supposed to be terrible. Nobody wants to see a little kid get crushed, but it's a fucking fucked up scene. Well, I mean, you know, I wouldn't say anything. Everybody wouldn't. I would. No, just kidding. Just kidding. kidding. Obviously, in real life, but you're watching a horror movie, so show the fucking thing. Like, you know, oh, we got to cut that out, you know, because it's it's like, well, it's supposed to be horrible. Yeah, where they supposed to use harsh language, right? I mean, machines coming back to life, and this thing—it was a great idea for a scene. Somebody, you know, Stephen King, they came up with an idea for a steamroller to run a kid over on his bike, and like, you know, it's like I don't know. I'm not going to get all too much into this, other than the fact that, you know, you, you fucking—they should have showed it. Uh, but it's anyway, be horror. You're not. You know, it's, you know, yeah, pull no punches. To shock you and make you go, oh my god. I mean, that's why we went to these things, you know. But anyway, they, they cut that out, but it's still a pretty horrific scene. They do a front shot where you see his head kind of get crushed, but they don't show much after that. But it's pretty hardcore. Now, and then the kid, uh, our kid Deke, he's, he's the, like the blonde kid who was trying to help the coach. He's running away. Now he gets away. And then. Because you'll find be- out, we'll find out later that his dad uh, is one of the mechanics at the Dixie Boy. So he's kind of he's kind of linked to the Dixie Boy, right? He's one of the mechanics that I think he was, I think he was the one that the trucker was talking to, and they're filling up the tank, and uh, he's the one that gets the where the diesel pump, the diesel pump. I think when the truck pulls, is it when the truck pulls away? No, uh, that's I know what you're thinking about. That's later on. No, this is when it just stops pumping for no reason, and he pulls it out. Oh, right, very stupidly. Aims it at his own face and is like, right. you know, trying to blow out the see if there's any crud, and then it just shoots diesel into his face yeah, and right. blinds it him. Stops working, right? So it blind, it like it doesn't completely blind him, but it fucks his eyes up. Oh yeah, it, big time. It's painful. It's painful right. to watch. Right, and so they're so they they're trying to clean his eyes out, wash him out, like, and of course the boss is like, oh, you know, clean him up, you know, whatever. It was like a big deal, you know. And then, you know, so, yeah, it does. we find out that uh, Deke, later on, we find out, uh, because we, what happens is that we don't know at the time, but the, he's, he gets up later, the, 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 the uh, mechanic, and they're like, hey, you know, they're trying to get him to lay back down and, you know, and take care of his eyes. He's like, I got to get my boy. I got to find my boy. And, he, you know, and the only thing he cares about is finding his son, and that turns out to be Deke uh, later on. And, um, and Deke is doing does better on his own than anybody else does, to be honest. Yeah, he's a smart kid, you know. He's you know he's kind of he's kind of you know he ends up over at the Dixie Boy, probably going to find his dad. And then you know he's he kind of you know he looks around and tries to you know fucking maneuver around and not get you know and try to figure out and not let those trucks see him. But now now we got a pretty cool scene where we've got like a. A Bible salesman, he's a real creep. And then a lady, uh, like I don't know if she's a hitchhiker or she was just he was just giving her a ride, but um I think she was a hitchhiker. I, I yeah. think that's what she was doing. She was she was just kind of as she put it to him at one point, she was just kind of drifting. Yeah. And uh it's pretty she's cool. great. Uh, her character her, the character's name is Brett. That's played by Laura Harrington. She's yeah. She's a tough cookie. She she's tough. She's tougher pretty much than anybody else in the movie. Yeah, he's she's really cool. Uh, she's like your tough, 
like no nonsense kind of girl that can take care of herself. She's uh, really, she, and uh, and then the guy that's driving the car, he's your Bible uh, traveling salesman. The guy is at his name is Christopher Murney, and he plays a guy named Camp Loman, and uh, he's a real shit bag. You know, he's like you know singing, and he's trying to go and touch her leg, and you know, make oh yeah, he's getting way too touchy feely for his yeah, own good. He, he, He's a real, he's a real scumbag. You certainly don't want to get picked up by that guy. And uh, so, anyway, she's in a car with him, and they get they get into the truck stop, and she gets out, and and uh, she, you know she's basically like getting the fuck away from him. Well, you know, she, she's listening to the radio, and on the radio, they're telling you to hide in your home, stay away from any kind of technology. That shit's going to hell in a handbasket. Right. And then he just he's not listening. The uh, Camp L- Loman, he's not listening at all. The Bible salesman don't give a shit because he's just trying to cop a feel. And I love the line she says, like, why don't you just pull in over here? And if you don't take your hand off my leg, you're going to be wiping your ass with a hook the next time you take a dive. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a great line. And he's kind of like, oh, you know, he kind of backs off. You know, I ain't never heard no talk like that when I was a boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He obviously knows uh, she'll kick his ass, you know, so he, he backs off. And then uh, he's, but he's still, like, they get over into the thing, and then um, they're, they're in the truck stop. She gets out. They're all kind of in front of the uh, diner, and that's when the, the happy toys with the uh, goblin, that truck kind of comes to life, pulls away from the pump, and that's um, kind of breaks the, it pulls, excuse me. It um it the uh the pump handle that sort of busts the gun you know the gas, uh, yeah receptacle, and um and so now they're they're watching the truck and the truck and the truck driver he you know he's got the keys in his hand and like and everybody's like what the hell you know like so the truck's kind of driving he kind the truck kind of pulls off and parks so now they're like trying to figure out okay uh you yeah because they talked to uh the truck driver play uh his name's Handy. Right. Now, he's played by Frankie Faison. He, right. He's a great character actor. He's great yeah. stuff. And he's in uh, Silence of the Lambs, among other things. But like he says, you know, and he's like, well, I don't know who's in it, but he must have been a hot wire champion because he holds up his keys. And he's like, it, it wasn't me. Right. And uh, so so there, it's still we're in that what the hell's going on stage. Uh, and they're all there. And then we come up with some uh, – this is cool that – the. the the newlyweds. Oh, these guys, these motherfuckers. They're they're, they're good. This these is a good this is a good couple here. You got Yeardley Smith, which we all know uh, Yeardley. Uh, she plays Connie, and then her uh, her new, her new husband, uh, a guy named John Short, plays Curtis. So it's Curtis and Connie. They got the classic, you know, just married shit painted all over the car and. And they've just looks like they just left the chapel and you know on their way to the. They're hunt. very they're very cute but very nerdy, right? I I, I love their characters, but like after a while, <laughs> I, I I, you know, I, after after a while, I have to say Yearly's uh, or Connie's voice grates on my nerves, and I think I mean it was purely intentional, you know oh, what I mean? Because. Yeah. It, it grates on everybody's her, nerves. <laughs> I mean, her screaming, her screaming, it was like, it's not like your typical, it's just like, it's a, even the scream is annoying. Like when she no. screams like, yeah, I, I can't even imitate like, it. Like, Curtis, are you right. dead? 
It's funny. Uh, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's a perfect couple. They're, they're yeah, they're, but they're they're, they're so cute together. I mean, it's annoying, but they're so cute together. I I, I, I love the two of them. Now, like I and I know a lot of people will not recognize uh, Yardley Smith's name, but her claim to fame is actually quite huge. Her claim yeah. to fame is p- playing the voice of Lisa Simpson on The Simpsons. Yeah. And anybody, right. I, even if you're not a fan of The Simpsons, everybody knows The Simpsons. Right. So I, I just had I had to throw that out there, like, and uh, I shouldn't you know. have assumed everybody knows that I said, "Oh, everybody knows her." But you're right. You know that. I mean, that's about as big as a that's about as big as a voiceover in job you could you you could ever get. <laughs> right. Right. What are they up to? How many hundreds of episodes are they up to now? I mean, uncountable. What are they, 30, 35 years on TV? I mean, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, but they're they're cool. So they show up. So they, they're basically, they pull up right in the thick of it. You know, they're, they're there pulling in, and right off the bat, they spot a dead body by the pump. And, yeah, because uh, they pull over at a gas station that's it's not the Dixie Boy. They're just pulling over... Because they got to go to the bathroom and grab some gas, right. and that's when they notice the dead body on the ground. Right, right. And that that's right. They're not a Dixie boy yet, but it's it's. But there's a guy. Yeah, he basically it's pretty gory. He's kind of he's plastered up. everywhere. <laughs> Something. Yeah, he's bloody, and obviously it's 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 not good. Um, and then uh, they get. They get chased away from there, if I believe, right? Don't they? Yeah, they got the the record truck it tries to run over Kurt. Right. Right. And he manages to dive out of the way, but then he gets back up and then they both the, the truck tries to restart itself, so they hop into their car and drive away and they just go back down the highway. And that's like the the only time that like the movie to well not the only time, but the, the that's the one big inconsistency of the movie is that their car and uh the Bible salesman's cars, the only ones that don't ever like turn against they don't, they don't get possessed. Yeah, I don't get I don't get that. Maybe yeah. you know, who knows? Maybe they just didn't have time to get possessed, you know, who knows. Right. Who how, knows? How do you, how do you explain logic of uh, right. a comet that possesses, you know, <laughs> everything from uh cars, planes, trucks and, and carving, uh, knives. carving knives and video games to to kill people. <laughs> for to, you know to have an ATM call <laughs> somebody an asshole. You know, right. this is a movie where you just don't pay attention to logic. Because right. there is none. There is none. <laughs> and of course, in a way, there wouldn't. You know, like how much? You know, what I mean, I don't know. Like, like maybe everything doesn't get possessed. So whatever. Who cares? You know. It's like, but yeah, I know what you mean though. You look at it. And you're like, well, yeah. They. Well, you know what? Why? You know why? Are, why isn't their car like you know out of control? But uh, it but, was wrote in the script. Right. It, that was the way it was written. So, so we'll, we'll go with that. Uh, so anyway, they they get away, and then we're back at the um, we're back at the uh, at the Dixie Boy. Now we got Emilio Estevez. Uh, Bill Robinson is he's checking out the truck, uh, the uh, uh, the Goblin truck, and he's looking inside, and he's kind of checking out what's going on. He's looking, he's trying to see what what's going on. Like obviously, like okay, there's nobody in it driving, so what is happening? I think uh, isn't there a isn't there a little jumping little jumping jack in there or something? Oh, there's yeah, there's a little uh, goblin in a box, kind of like a jack. A goblin in a box, in a box like a jack in a box, yeah. Not a and that's it. Jacket. That's all that he he finds, you know. So they're, they're still kind of perplexed as to what the hell's going on. 
right. but they they know something ain't right. It's setting you up for like some sort of demonic activity, like you know that something's haunted, something's weird. Like there's not people doing this. You got the death montage, as I call it, with Deke when he's riding his bike through the suburb, which I think he was probably yeah. going. They never say where he's going, but I'm assuming he was probably trying to go back home. You know, and he's just riding his bike, some more killer uh, ACDC music. And he just sees, like, I call it the death montage because you see a lawnmower covered in blood and a dead body. Uh, see, thank, thank you for reminding me because I love the way that's filmed. Because when he's going up the street, it's like your typical, you know, Midwest looking kind of street or like whatever. It's, it's, it's He's going up there. It's just like a suburban neighborhood. But all the, as he's coming up through it, on each side, sprinklers are coming up. So it's like this real cool scene where, like, as he's coming through, like, the sprinklers are coming to life. And then he turns around, and then they all go back down. But, yeah, there's ACDC music. But the whole time, he's looking over and seeing neighbors, you know, people <clears throat> dead. Yeah, like, killed, like, in just various ways. You got the guy, well, there's a guy in a pizza delivery car that's hanging out the the side of the, the, the window. It looks like the window had rolled up and crushed his throat. You got... Right. Right. A girl leaning out of her bedroom window, bleeding from the ears with her. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. Her, her headphones yeah. or Walkman plugged in, and then you get right. And then the creepiest thing, like they commit to what I'm going to steal one of your phrases here, if you'll permit me. Uh, they commit a bozo no no. Because uh, <laughs> you see the the dog, you start hearing like the sounds of a toy police car, and then you see this dog that's laying dead in the street. That's got his jaws wrapped around a toy police car that's still got the lights and flashing right. and, and the wheels running, but the dog is bleeding out and his eyes are bleeding and everything, and the dog's dead. And that's when uh, you see the mighty tasty ice cream truck come yes. driving down the street, and he has to ditch his bike and, and hide in some bushes, right? Oh, yes. The ice cream truck is pretty creepy. Now, real quick on the dog. I, I'll, I'll forgive him on this because... They don't show the dog being killed. And so, like, it's like it's already dead, which is bad enough. So, like, but, yeah, like, when you show an animal getting killed, that always puts me off. I don't like it. You kill humans, but I don't want to see kittens getting crushed. I don't want to see dogs getting killed. Yeah, I don't want to see, you know, fluffy little animals dying. You know, you can kill people all day long in a movie. Kill people all day long. I don't fucking care. Like, I don't, I don't know, like animals, I know. That's why I always say that, like, I remember one time we were filming something and dancing. We should, we should kill a dog. I think we were doing a House of Horrors thing. I'm like, nope, I don't care how fucked up we are, we're not killing a dog. <laughs> we're not. Well, there's a, one line that we will not cross. And, 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 I'm not killing a dog, I'll do all kinds of shit, I'm not I was commissioned a to write a script for a guy here recently. And I told him, I go, there's, there's really one line I won't cross. And I go, I, I won't write animal cruelty. I'm like, oh, I just won't. I'm, I'm like, you, you want to write it later on and put it in there? I'm like, uh, I, you know, I can't stop you. But I'm like, I'm not going to, you know, I don't care if it's a squirrel or a puppy or, or a kitten. I'm not just not doing it. It's, I, I, I don't want to do it. I, I don't want to be part of it. But anyway, so we're back to a uh, pretty cool scene with the, I do like the ice cream truck. It's creepy with uh, just the music and it's coming down the street. I like. Did the you know this? Notice the song that is playing. Yes. Yes. King of the road, I, which uh, I think it, it had to have been deliberate. 
a deliberate uh, choice by them, I'm sure. Yes, and I, I, I agree. I love that scene. And then there's another cool scene. Um, I like the lawnmower scene. When the lawnmower starts chasing him down the street? The lawnmower covered in blood, and he notices it. And so the kid's like, fuck, you know, basically, like, I got to get the fuck out of here. So he's hauling ass on his bike, and this fucking lawnmower comes back to life and then just starts chasing him down the street. And I thought, God, you know, it's like that, 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 you know, that, that's pretty fucking creepy because it was already bloody. Like, what the hell does this lawnmower do? You know, and uh, so it's chasing him down the street. Now, the boys, obviously, he's, he's trying to get, I, I'm assuming, I, I think that he's now he's trying to go to Dixie Boy. Where, and this is where he find out, this is where you find out that that, that one, uh, the mechanic with the, with the diesel again, he's looking for his boy. I think it was Duncan. <laughs> Without cheating and looking it up, I think his name was Duncan. Oh, yeah, it was Duncan because I'm cheating. I'm looking at uh, Duncan Keller because uh, the boy's name is Deke Keller. So, yeah, and uh, the actor plays Duncan is J.C. Quinn. Deke is Holter Graham. And this was Holter Graham's uh, first movie. Yes. Which I found it interesting. What a movie to start out with. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, I'd have been happy with that. So um so anyway, so uh dad's you know, he he's like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my boy. Like he's he doesn't give a shit. And then like he's he's gonna go find his son. And then uh of course the boss, they're all out there and the boss poke, puffing a cigar and it's like, you know, and he's just being a dickhead. And then because well, yeah, he tells him, if you yes. leave without cl- clocking out, and he's like, you ain't ever going to have to clock out again. Right. <laughs> and I love it. And he's like, good, you just stay out of my face, you fuck. <laughs> right, right, basically, right, exactly. And we have to but, give uh, props. We haven't mentioned, uh, we, we have mentioned Mr. Hendershot, but uh, Pat Hingle is the actor that played him. And that, he's was that is correct. Yeah, he, he's a great freaking actor. He was in so many things. He was like a Clint Eastwood regular, uh, Pat Hingle was. He was in quite a few uh, Clint Eastwood movies. He was in, hell, he was in Batman. He was in Quick and the Dead. You know, I mean, bunch of bunch of stuff. But anyway, but getting a little he's bit great off. Actor. And he Just, plays, he's, he's great in this movie. Now, Dad uh, tells fucking, he basically tells, you know, boss man, go fuck himself. But unfortunately... A truck comes to life and runs dad over and basically heads hits him straight on and knocks him down and then he rolls around a little bit, but he's fucked. So dad is dead now. And so uh he boy obviously when he gets there he's not gonna know his dad's dead. But this is a cool shot now. We start seeing uh the truck, we see the uh um the uh goblin, the eyes like start lighting up red. And it's like it's like what the fuck you know like what's going on here? So now this now the the goblin truck is he's driving around and and he's like and he starts chasing the Bible uh, salesman. And, well, he uh, smashes I'm, I'm, into the the Bible salesman's car, right? Because he's trying to do his shtick and, and sell some Bibles to one of the truckers right. and our uh, uh, Wanda. I think he he was trying to sell Bibles to, to them, and then the goblin smashes into his car and then he just gets out and starts cursing it and stuff. <laughs> it, 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 I think it's funny, you know, cause he's supposed to be a man of God. And as soon as they That's smash into bad. his car, he's just like, Oh, cocksucker and motherfucker. I mean, he's just losing his shit, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's, it's cool. Cause he gets out. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm sure like me, like everybody's like, couldn't wait for that guy to get killed. 
So what happens is uh, the the uh, the the goblin truck in reverse is chasing him, hits him, and knocks him all the way down in this like gully, like a ditch. Yeah, and he's in this water and he's all covered in mud. We assume he's dead, but we don't really know. It just yeah. kind of shows him getting kind of knocked off his ass and flies through the air. Knocks him down. right out of his shoes. Right out of his shoes. Yes, he does. And then the truck goes back forward and it crushes his Bible box, his Bible suitcase, rather, full of Bibles. It crushes it. So, um, yeah, the, the note I had here, Happy Toys Truck says, fuck your Bibles. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so they cover up. They cover up Dad, uh, the the mechanic that got uh, that got hit. They cover his body up, and uh, and then our girl is uh, uh, Brett, who turns out to be the love interest a little bit uh, to Bill Robinson. Amelia says she changes out of her clothes because she says she smells like that Bible salesman. So yeah, and who would want to smell like that anyway? <laughs> she's kind of the, I guess it's a a moment to try to, I don't know, they probably film more of that. But she's kind of like, you see some naked leg. <laughs> so yeah, It's done very tastefully. There's really is. no nudity. You just, you just see leg, you know, it's not very. Uh... <laughs> Nothing, you know, too much going on. You see Emilio Estevez, his character, Bill, is being respectful. He's just kind of looking but not looking, and he's talking to her. And, well, you know, and that's a point I made with the note here, and this is a scene that comes later on, but he he says to her, you know, because uh, she's got that straight razor that she calls Mother's Helper that right, that right. they use a couple times to save the day. Now, I love the point when he's like, you know, he just says to her, he's uh, something to the effect, if I put my arm around you, would you stick me with that thing? And she just laughs and says, no, you don't stick somebody with a straight razor. It's more like, you know, slice. But that's like, a great line. That's but good. he's respectful yeah, enough. He just doesn't try to grab her or, or anything like you would normally see in one of these movies from the eighties. He's just like, "Hey, if I put my arm around you, are you going to cut me?" And she's like, "No, what? no, I won't." And they they just comfort each other. You know, you get the idea that later on they probably did did some serious fucking. But <laughs> you know, but like I like the fact that he was just like, yeah, played his hand right. He was respectful. And uh, and you know and 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 he he won he won her respect, so that's good. And uh, and then you get to see that the blade. I like the line that that dude like. No, you don't stab, you slice. You know, like yeah. I'm sure she's worked over a couple of motherfuckers that tried to rape her or something on the road or whatever. You think of this girl probably she knows how to handle a blade. A pretty hitchhiking girl in 1986. Yeah, I'm sure she probably had to do that in, uh, on the daily. She pulled that fucker out of her boot a few times, just, you know, ward off an attacker. But now we've got all the trucks now have come to life, basically, in unison. And they're circling, they're circling the Dixie Boys. So they're all inside looking out the windows, like, what in the fuck is going on here? And like, you know, like, what are we going to do? Like, what's the, you know, what's the plan and uh, and these and they're just kind of circling, tormenting them. Yeah, I mean, they pull a convoy and just circle the entire truck stop and just keep circling it and circling. And, and now, then now is it before or after this when Hendershot comes to the rescue and breaks out his rocket launcher? Well, that's not, not not there yet. We go back to our young couple, and they're speeding down the highway. Our young married couple. 
and they're look, they're wondering why all the fucking trucks are on the road. They're all going the other way, and they're like trying to figure out what's going on. You see, like just hundreds and hundreds of trucks, just and they're they're trying to figure out. And then out of the blue, I don't know if it's the same truck or not. It's probably a different truck, but they almost get run over. They kind of screech out of the way of this thing, and then it pisses the truck off, and now they're being chased. And right. Just, okay. Right. Now, right. Now, right. Chased by this truck, and it's gaining on them. And it's like it's almost like a scene out of Duel, you know. Oh, it's, it's like, very much out of Duel. Yeah, you know, it's, it's fucking. It's just this truck is fucking going. You know, they don't know what the hell. Why? You know, why we've been chased. Fuck, fucking thing is coming after and it's gaining on him. And then the, the truck makes a move, and I think it it smashes into the car. It does something, and they make a maneuver, and then the truck somehow. I think if if I remember correctly, they they um. They make the the truck itself ends up crashing, like yeah. or something. Yeah, and they, yeah, and they I, I can't remember. Yeah, they they did a little uh, what they call a pit maneuver, and they, it makes the truck overturn. Right, and then so it fucks up, and it crashes, and then but then their car's kind of fucked up too. Like they 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 kind of do a cat and mouse for a minute or so on the on the freeway. This is when you think they're going to get killed, but they but they but old Kurt was smart enough to bust the move and they got off the highway that's when they decide well they see the sign for the dixie boy and that's when they go yeah they go make a, like we're going to go to that place they figure because i think their reasoning is is they figure that at least there's people there and they'll be able to call for call, some help they can call the police so this truck's bash kind of bashing into them and uh and uh that's but finally the truck it's a pretty good explosion scene. You don't think the truck would explode like that, but the truck flies off the road. It's very duel-like. Like, again, I'll have to say it again. It totally reminds me of duel. But the truck just kind of flies off the road and starts going down a hill. It's, it doesn't go off a cliff like in duel, but it blows up, like, you know, beautifully, like on the side of the road. This thing just explodes. And, of course, they're looking at the Dixie Boys sign, and that's when they decide to, you know, go that way and call the cops. So. Now we're going to introduce them to the tribe back at Dixie Boy. And that's, that's, and then, uh, then now I think this is what you're talking about. I believe. Well, they, they see the convoy that's ru running right. a circle around. And they're like, you see that gap? He, Kurt's like, I'm going to make right. a run for it and we're going to try right. to drive right through it, which not a great plan. They get close right. and it, it, it overturns their car. Right. They almost get killed. Yeah. Like, she's like, what? You know, like, and he and he and he makes the Kurt makes a dash for it and does get clipped and the car does flip over, and that that's could have been the when um, that's when uh, Brett breaks out mother's helper because Connie gets uh, gets held up in her um, her seatbelt and she breaks and she awesome. hands that she hands that to Bill and he uses it to cut the seatbelt to free her. Cut the seatbelt, yeah, that's right. That's, that's what, it, yeah, because Kurt gets out, but she's. Yeah, but yeah, but of course, stuck not, and ye yelling and screaming and right. like always the question of why they didn't just leave her there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's your chance, you can get out of this, Kurt. And uh, but uh, but anyway, yeah, and then I think it's after that that that's when I think I think that's when your boy comes out with his little, little rocket launcher and they're then they have some fun with that, but but yeah, that's their um. So, so they do. So that happens. They go out there and they get them out. So now they're they're part. Now they're with them, you know. 
and they're and they're running go back in and then I think I think that's the first scene we see we find out that uh that uh, that Bubba Bubba Hendershot's got yeah he's got some shit downstairs in the basement that he doesn't tell people about but some people know about it and he's, oh yeah he's, he's got a, a cachet of, of armament that could hold off a small army right but it's a pretty cool scene and you wonder why I know I know why because it was the end of movie. But you wonder if you have these things because when he walks out and he first shoots it, as they're running toward the the uh, truck stop, he just shoots this thing and they gotta they gotta like all like land on their bellies so they don't get hit with a rocket. Oh but yeah, he totally almost takes them out. He doesn't see them because the the truck that's chasing him gets blown to smithereens. Toilet is blown everywhere. Toilet, not toilet. Toilet paper is yeah. blown everywhere. It's a really cool scene because you got all these rolls like they show it later. Like the rolls are kind of flipping and you know, kind of in the breeze, and and there's paper everywhere, and it's kind of a cool, it's kind of a cool shot. But uh, he, now you see him blowing it up, you're thinking, you're like you know, like logically, you're thinking, well, why the fuck don't you just start shooting all the trucks with those rockets? Like you know, why you, you know, I mean, if you got this kind of power, you know, you know, unleash the Bubba, you know, like yeah, get out there because he's that's the kind up. of piece of shit that he is. <laughs> you know, but of course that would be the end of the movie, and we couldn't do that. But but it's it'd be a fun. short movie if we we went that route. Bubba just fixed it right there in the first hour. But uh, anyway, so they're in there. Uh, the, now there's a lot of that one truck that got hit with the missile, or the rocket, or whatever. It's uh, flaming up, and uh, there's there's that cool toilet paper scene where it's all kind of kind of in the wind. All the it's kind of or they're unraveling, and it's a cool shot. Yeah, it is. It is a cool shot. They go to find out, like he finds out from because Joe. They ask, like, where in the hell did you get that? So and he's like, and Joey says, the uh, the other mechanic says, oh, we got a whole basement full of some, you know, stuff. And then Billy corners is <laughs> a real uncomfortable scene because poor Joey's like just he, he he's trying to drop anchor. You know, he he's in the bathroom and then Billy oh, Billy comes in. Oh, the bathroom scene. Yeah. And he then I got all those. Day. He's All looking those at horrible like, sound effects of plopping and splashing and everything. Right. I mean, he's looking at it, you know, typical deal. He's looking at a porno mag and he's dropping a deuce, you know. And he's like, like, you know, and it's like, you know, like God, get the fuck away from me. Like, last thing I want is a motherfucker talking to me. Yeah, but, but Bill manages to get it out of him, and he's just like, "What does he got? Like guns, ammo, you know?" He's like, "He's got everything." Now leave me the fuck alone and let me do my deal. So, uh, Bill and Brett go down into the basement. And they see that, you know, he's got, you know, a, he's got an arsenal. You know, he's got machine guns, shotguns, pistols, cases of ammo, rockets, rocket launchers, you, you know, the whole bit. And that's when Hendershot comes down and kind of corners him. And that's when he kind of, where Hendershot really shows his ass. And he, uh, you know, if he kind of lets, you know, he tries to... Uh, pissing bill's cheerios you know he, he's cock blocking him in, in a manner of speaking right. he tells right. him he's like oh yeah he's like he ever tell you what he did to end up here and what he did end up on parole and basically that he had what robbed the little corner grocery store i think it was right yeah <clears throat> and he's just like oh you motherfucker he's like why'd you do that and, and but you know they kind of stand off and bill grabs a machine gun and i think he was ready to shoot him i think he's yeah. like no that's like, cool kind of like like, don't even fuck with me, motherfucker. And then, but it kind of works out because when he tells her the truth of what happened, she doesn't even care. You know, like, you know, he's a bad boy. He fucked up. He knew he fucked up, but he looks, 
but she knows. But it's like he's a good dude. Like he, he made a mistake. You know, he's not a fucking scumbag like you know, Hendershot. Well, yeah, I mean, he even so, explains he's like I, I owed some bad dudes some money. He's like right. I was stupid, and he was like I, yeah. I never, never wanted to hurt nobody. Is like you know, and as soon as the cops put the spotlights on me, I froze like a rabbit. But uh, and then uh, but we have a cool scene. We uh, uh, I think this is where uh, the kid shows up. I don't know if he's at the. I don't think he's at the. He's still like riding on his bike. But this is what a cool. They do a cool thing with an airplane here. Yeah, he's still riding on. He hasn't quite. He's still riding. Looks up. Sees an airplane. An air. An airplane flying. You see, they got a cool shot of a of a cockpit where you know you can see the little things going back and forth. Where you obviously there's there's no pilot in it. And that's when you're like, oh shit, you got a fucking possessed airplane. This is pretty wild. So this this fucking plane flies around, and then uh, he's making his way. He's I think this is when he finds the uh, doesn't he find? Uh, oh, he sees the sign. He you see the sign, so you know he's going that way. Uh, yeah, he's like two miles away or something like and, that. And then and then that's and then that's we have the scene in the bathroom. Uh, where, where that's that where we talked about, and then the downs thing. I, I, I just wanted to mention the plane. I don't remember the plane being much. They didn't do much with that. I don't think was that. The, what else did it? I don't think it did much. Well, no, they 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 do show it later on. If if you remember when they, it's much much later on. Another half an hour into the movie, when we're towards the end, when they're escaping to go towards the marina, the plane is crashed into. Is sticking straight up out of a truck, like it had crashed and ran out of gas. Oh, right, yes. I think you might yeah. have even been sticking out of my. I'd have to go back and rewatch it that that particular moment, but I think it was sticking out of the ice cream truck. Ah, yeah, I think yeah, I yeah, I believe you're right. Uh, so anyway, we'll get back to that. But I was trying to remember if the plane. You know, I'm thinking, what did they had to do with something with that bugger? But anyway, we got so anyway the the boy uh, Derek. Um, not Derek, Deke. Deke, he still probably thinks is you know looking for his dad. He he gets there, he sees, he finds like these like those little tunnels, the water tunnels, the <coughs> little tubes that go underneath the highway, and it's got like a metal grate like that's welded to it, or somebody's trying to break through it because he you know he wants to go under this thing, obviously undercover, uh, and you won't be spotted. But it also is like a safe way to kind of get through to the other side where the where the uh, truck stop is, and he can't get through it yet. So he's fucking around with that. There's a good scene. There's a cool night shot now where they show the sun going down, and you see the green shit above. It's the comet. Yeah, the uh, tail end of the comet. comet over the over the truck stop, and it's a cool scene because you see the neon lights are lit up now, and you got this green. It looks like the Oriala Borealis, or whatever yeah, the fuck it looks is. like cross between that or like the Great Northern Lights. Yeah, yeah, it's that fucking thing. You know, it looks something like that. So it looks really cool. It's really effective. It really looks nice. <clears throat> it's nighttime. The trucks are, you know, still tormenting, swimming around like sharks. And uh, we got the scene now where isn't um, this the next scene where where Wanda? goes into her rampage of we made you you can't do this they do a they got a scene where it's kind of a cutesy scene where brett 
and uh, Brett and uh, Bill are, they're kind of like laying around in the little back bedroom bed and they're eating uh, some sort of a cupcake or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's a cute little cutesy scene where they're, you know, they've been, they, you know, they obviously, you know, made love. <laughs> and uh, it's a post coital cupcake. Right. Exactly. It's what you do every time. Right. I mean, I remember that. Like, I, hey, know, hey, I mean, every time after I get done bone and I want a cupcake, I mean, I know I, I do. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, totally. Like, hey, you got a cupcake, baby? So anyway, so they have that. So they're so they're doing that, um, and then I think we're we're we've got the we got the folks that are just kind of there, like the different te- the different mechanics, and everybody's kind of he's he uh, the one dude, the big dude. He's he puts he's got the 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 jukebox blows up. He's getting ready to listen to some songs, and that this is yeah. You're uh, this is where. Uh, this is where Wanda kind of loses her shit. I think she's getting drunk and she's getting oh, pissed. Yeah. She gets the mechanics and kind of shoves the one of guy. And this is where he, this is where she loses her shit and she runs outside. This is the cool scene I was talking about where she's like, we made you, we made you. And like, they're trying to like, Hey, you know, like fuck, what the fuck? So Bill and, uh, Bill and, uh, and, uh, Brett come running out. And of course now the trucks are looking at her and they're coming toward her. And she's completely losing it. And so they're dragging her back, you know, like, come on, you know. And Bill grabs her back, basically physically drags her back into the drag back into the diner. And uh, then we got some cool shots of, you know, just that. And I think in this where they, they didn't the power go out for a bit or something happened? Yeah, they cut the power. They cut the power oh, they- to them and uh, the machines do. Right. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, everything goes out. The jukebox goes out. The lights go out, and the the coolers and everything turn off. So they're like running out of food and everything. And then, so that, but that's when um, during that scene too, where um, they're having that post coital cupcake. That's when Bill makes up the plan of going to that that island, the, the I, haven. I, when he's just like, yes. it's an island where there's no mortar vehicles allowed, only boats, you know, so there's no cars, no tr- trucks. So he thinks it'll be about the safest place that they can go. And so, you know, that in the end, this is where the end planned is coming. Right. This. Yeah, exactly. So that's where they're. Uh, so that's uh, so they're. So that's the plan. He, they, that's, you know, he, basically they want to work toward that and try to make their escape and get down there. So now they're all kind of they're all kind of sitting around in the dark. And uh, the what did they hear? What did they hear in the darkness? The, the they, they they get the Bible salesman still alive and kicking. Ah, yes, yes. He then he's yelling from the from the gun. Yeah, he's just like he's making almost like inhuman noises, like ah, <laughs> right, right. That's right. That's what I see. So they're looking out, like you know, you know, the window, and they're freaking forget, you know, so. So, so yeah, I mean, like we can't sit here and just listen to him like dying all night long in that ditch. So is it? It's Bill and and Curtis ends up going to help him, right? They, they make the plan there. I guess there's there's like a thing in, inside the uh, inside the diner where it's like a, a little thing where they can get down into like the like the sewage thing. So they get a bag together with some shit in it and a flashlight, 
In this one, they go down, they attach the rope, and they climb down into this like sewer little thing. And uh, and so basically, they're underneath the highway. Going, am I right on that? Am I? Am yeah. I, well, they're going that? underneath the truck stop and underneath the the road to get to the other side where the ditch is. Right. They're right. climbing through like a sewer of some sort. Right. Because they think it's <laughs> something about the smell, and like, I think Curtis says, "How? I wonder how many people pissed in this thing." And they're like, well, and then Bill, Bill falls down and goes face first into it, and Curtis is like, "Hey, how's it taste, man?" Yeah, right. And it's like, oh fuck. And then there's a cool little scene with a little rat, little rats walking along a railing, and she's like that. So anyway, they're in this nasty fucking sewage, and then um, you kind of going back and forth between that, and then you got the uh, you got Deke. I think he's finally figuring out a way to get into one of the tunnels. And yeah, I think he, he's getting ready to, he's trying to get the grade off. He's trying to get the grade off. He gets one loose. And, and then, then, uh, then the, the Bible salesman is laying there and you think he's dead because he's staring at like straight off dead eyes into the night sky. Right. But that's when the, he kind of pops up alive and grabs a hold of Deacon and just starts screaming. No, like, uh, I understand he was probably in pain and it's, you know, it's a movie. So, I mean, who cares? But. <laughs> When he starts screaming, he's holding him by his leg. He's like, help me. He's like, God damn it, you help me or so help me. God, I'll kill you. And it's like, listen, dude, you're not pleading your case here very well. That's right. It's like, to me, it's like, oh, we went there? Okay, well, see ya. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh, either help you or you'll kill me. Well, let me see. I think I'll just not help you. Come on, I'm just going to ignore that you're sitting here. Oh, again. So uh, the, the rescue mission ends up like because then the, the the Bible salesman I think is just breathing his last breath and kind of dies. He he doesn't really. It's not the truck that uh, there's another truck that kind of breaks through the barrier and runs down there. But I think he's along dead because they're like he's dead. He's dead. Let's just go and they go and crawl back into the sewer. So that yeah. essentially they go out there to rescue the uh, you know the Bible salesman, but they end up just rescuing Deke because when Deke yeah, they, sees they, Bill, he knows him. He's because he starts hollering. He's like, Bill, help me. You know, get this motherfucker off me. So that was, yeah. So basically, yeah, that's what happens. Dude, it's kind of, you know, nothing too big. He just ends up dying. And then, you know, and so, so they get back. Yeah, it's a good way now they got Deke. And so they get Deke, they get him through. And now we back. It basically goes back kind of like, you know, basically we go to the next morning and they're all kind of sleeping there. And they're all hungover and sleeping on chairs and shit. And Deke is just kind of playing with bubbles, like blowing bubbles, and well, and he's just sitting there. And the one guy, I thought there was one scene there. before this though that's a motherfucker. Oh, where Hender shot fucking when he when because because Deke asked Bill at one point he's like, "Where's my dad?" and and he's just like, "Come on, Bill," you know. He's like, "Come on, we got to get inside." And then once again, once they get inside, he's like, "Deke, you know," or Deke's like, "You know, Bill, where's my dad?" And he's like, oh, hell, you know, Henderson's like, oh, hell, Billy, he got ran over by one of them big boys. Tough yeah, break, yeah, kid. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. Yeah, he says something really shitty. And it's and like, oh, Brett, what a... Brett totally just, like, slaps him upside the face, and he's like a little le lesson in manners for the road witch, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was fucked up. But there, there's a pretty cool scene, not, though. Not a big surprise, though. I mean, like, let's face it, Henderson is... is Wonderfully played by Pat Hingle, but man, he is he's such he's a motherfucker. He's definitely the, a, a prick. The yeah. ultimate fucking prick. But it's pretty cool because when they go into this morning shot and they're all fucking, they're all kind of waking up and shit. It's kind of weird because I, I thought this was kind of a weird scene. 
they show one of the mechanics. He goes pushing through these like the restaurant doors, and both of the glass panes shatter. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, like, what the hell's going on here? Like, yeah, I know. He comes to us like, oh, that's kind of weird. I wonder if that, yeah, that's like, so. I wonder uh, if that was me- meant to to happen that way. Yeah, I thought about that too. Like, they just like, he pushed them too hard and they just shattered because it's a, you know, a fake door, you know, or like whatever. But I'm sure it was meant to be. And if it wasn't, when, once again, a happy accident, right? Exactly. So who knows? We'll never know. And it doesn't matter, but it's kind of funny. But this is cool. This is a cool scene, though, because it kind of sets up the the last, you know, like the finale uh, when with the with the showdown with these things. Because what happens is this weird kind of military little cart. It's like this thing. It's got a gun turret on. It. It's kind of I don't know. I'm gonna guess a 50 caliber. I don't know. I'm, it's like a 50 caliber or an M60 or something because it rides along. A, it rides in side by side with uh, which I nicknamed it Killdozer. Right. Uh, you know, it's that big bulldozer starts clearing a path for and they're riding side by side. And it's 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 not like a truck. This is this like a little flatbed with a little steering wheel on it. I'm not sure what you would even steering wheel with a little horn on it, which we'll explain what the horn does in a minute. It's got this gun on it full of ammo. It looks like some kind of something military. Oh yeah, they... definitely and, military. And and you know, and this gun turret would, you know, some guy standing back there would shoot whatever it needs to be sh- killed. And it pulls up, and now this thing's just kind of like, it's almost like this little, its own little leader, like its own little guy. Like it comes up, and it's got, and uh, it starts communicating. It's cool because, uh, uh, well, the bulldozer comes in and pushes car through the glass, through the, it pushes, uh, I think it's, I think it's, it's Hendershot's car because it says it's got the Bubba license plate. Yeah, so he, he pushes that through the front of the, the diner. Of course, he's he's pisses motherfucker, and they're it's like everything's everything like what the fuck, you know what's going on now, but it's cool because um, this is when this thing with the gun, it's not just a gun, like this thing is like an like it's intelligent because the horn on on the car, this thing with the gun, Hendershot comes out with an, like his fucking his missile launcher again. He's like ready to fuck shit up. And basically, all he does is he he fucks up with this shot. He just blows the roof off the the killdozer. He doesn't really blow right. it up. He just kind of blows right. off the roof. He doesn't blow it up. But what he does is uh, he the 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 machine gun comes to life and starts basically. It, it, that's what kills him. It blows a bunch of holes in him, and then basically it starts killing a lot of them. And they killed, they, this is the scene where I said they killed off every just about everybody. Who didn't matter, like the extras, the couple extra customers, and the truck drivers that had no names. I have a bunch of loose ends, a bunch of the the red shirts on Star Trek. You know, yes, like, that's actually what I wrote down. I'm like, it kills all the red shirts. That's exactly like, what I wrote down. Get rid of all the loose ends. We don't need to explain where they went. They got killed, but it's cool because this gun. It's a good scene. It's it's a machine gun. It's really heavy caliber, blowing holes and everything. It's pretty terrifying. But uh, the horn on this thing where the steering wheel is starts honking. And it's honking like, and they figure out that it's Morse code. Yeah, Deacon's is a smart kid. He's he's the one that figures it out. And, of course, there's and, always uh, the, the one trucker that's like, oh, a bunch of horse shit, kid. And he's like, no, I got a merit badge in this shit. I know what I'm right, talking about. So, right. And so he sits down with a piece of paper and starts 
writing what this fucking machine is telling him. Like he's communicating with the, you know, with Morse code. So he writes it out, and this is where we find out um, that they uh, they basically, I think they make a deal with them to help them fill because everything's running out of gas. Well, is, yeah, because the I think the message is is like it's like somebody must pump the gas. Somebody will not be hurt. E- you right. know, e- either comply or you will all die. Yeah, or something to that effect is like you know somebody's basically saying somebody's got to come up and pump our gas. Somebody's got to fill us up, and you know they will not be hurt. But if you don't do this, we're going to kill right. you all. Now, this is a good. This is a pretty good scene though because uh, Connie loses. Not Connie. Um, Wanda June kind of loses it again. She goes back. She grabs fucking uh, Hender Fox, uh, Hender Shots um, missile. No, 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 no. I like Hender Fuck. I like Hender Fuck. <laughs> from, from here on out, we should call him Hender Fuck. <laughs> so, so, she grabs his uh, Hender Fuck's uh, missile launcher. She walks out. She's like raving again. Everybody's like, no, no, no. You know, she walks out, and of course, the machine gun. You know, it's kind of like uh, like pissing off the kid. No, oh, they're gonna send you to the cornfield. You know, like uh, like you know, like you know, the machine gun like just says "fuck you." You know, it just looks at her and just that 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 fucking starts blowing holes into her. And it's like, no, they're killing Wanda. But she, you know, she you know, she brought it on herself. She kind of like as she's being shot, she um, pulls the trigger on the thing and it blows, uh, shoots out a missile and like blows up a big a big trailer like it just blows it to fucking hell and uh, it's a pretty cool scene so she's now she's dead she's covered in blood it's it's a great it's a great scene she slides off it's probably the most memorable scene it's not my favorite scene but it's one of the most memorable because it's just her completely losing her shit right she gave it her all in that one (laughs) yeah and then as she slides down we see bubba's license plate on his car and then this is when the horn starts honking and, and and this is when they this is when the kid figures it out and this is so so uh, which is this is a pretty clever scene I like this because it's like you know they actually can communicate. Yeah, I call it the Hell's Bells montage. Right, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, it's and it's and uh, it's it's fucking it's it's really good. They're basically now you know uh, you know they're. They're they're enslaved to these machines, and this fucking so Bill goes out okay, and the turret the gun is turning following him, you know you can almost imagine oh. like sitting there pointing the gun at him. And, and I love the shot when the camera's looking down the barrel and it's turning with the barrel as it's like watching yeah. him. Very creepy. Yeah. Really cool. And so he walks out and he's like, so he walks up to the to the goblin, uh, you know, and he's kind of talking to it. And uh, I forget what talking he says. Talking smack. Talking some shit about it. And, well, he uh, says he's like, like telling your friends here, he's like, I got the best shit on the East Coast practically oh, on cut. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's like, right. he's like, we're ready for you. We got that fuck base. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I love it. So the goblin, the, I love the eyes on the goblin. The goblin, the eyes light up. And so basically what they're doing is they're all kind of hanging the... Uh, Brett and Bill and that they're they're taking first shift. They're all kind of hanging out there by the pumps, and now the tr- the trucks are pulling up, and their job is to fill the fucking trucks up. So they're kind of like the machines have enslaved the humans, and they're making them 
they need the humans though to fill the trucks up. So they fucking they so now the trucks are being filled up with um, the diesel. And so uh, basically, it's just one after another, and they're just sitting there for hours. They're showing. And, oh, and, and the makeup they do is really good. You know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, the the special effects makeup with like with Bill and Brett and everybody that's pumping the gas because they start looking sunburnt. They're looking really gaunt yeah, in their face, like they've been out there all day. Yeah, like you'd be standing. Yeah, like you would look standing in a dirty fucking truck stop parking lot that's made basically dirt. It's the gravel and dirt, and you're fucking pumping gas, you know, diesel all day. Yeah, they look sweaty. Oh, yeah. Out in the sun for however many hours, you know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and so it's a good scene. It's cool because it's kind of a montage, you know. And, and it's, it's set to Hell's Bells, which is yeah, right. again, you know, Just, I mean, how can ACDC make not make things better? Right. right, exactly. It's amazing music. I mean, it's 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 one of the characters in the movie, if you ask me. You know, that's what. It's, well put. It's well put. It, it. I mean, it's it's perfect. So they're 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 uh, filling and filling and filling. Uh, and, uh, they, at some point they run out of gas and they, and, uh, one of the trucks, it's, this is pretty cool. Cause one of the trucks kind of corners off bill and basically bill's kind of walking slow and this, and it's almost like if you're getting chesty with a guy and you're pushing him with your chest, like you're like, you're backing a guy into a corner Well, this truck's doing it to bill. This Mack truck is pushing, kind of starts pushing bill. Well, it's like a chest bump, it, it, yeah, you know, like a, that he does to like, him. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like something a guy and a bully would do, and he kind of pushes him over to this big main tanker that's got more diesel in it. So he makes him grab the big, huge, massive hose that you they, they, that <coughs> you have to use to pump more diesel down into the fucking the the, the main tanks. Mm. So he makes Bill do that. By bullying him, you know, pushing him into the fucking thing, so Bill gets it. So Bill complies, and he uh, realizes this is this is going to be the end for him. This is going to be their. I mean, I think that's like it's never said, but they think okay, all they have to do is like keep bringing in tankers full of diesel and fill us back up, and we keep filling in turn filling them back up. We're going to be here doing this and as right. slaves until we die. Right. This is this is basically yeah. I mean, these things like we'll we'll let you live, but you're going to work for us. You know, you know. I mean, they're they're there's you know, so that so he's basically he's filling these tanks up. The other trucker that was driving the the um, the goblin truck, he's kind of helping him out. Like I'll take over, man. So he he's he's you know, and he's kind of helping him out. Like hey, you know, you're you're beat. You're you know, like he's trying to. So he's his bill looks like he can barely walk. <laughs> he's had enough. Oh yeah, he he's. Well, I think he's a, a little bit of uh, sun poisoning or sunstroke yeah, kind of going on. He's wore out. He needs a fucking break. And so the other trucker is like helping him out. And uh, <coughs> so he's dead. Um, so this is a pretty cool scene because this is when they're the, this is when they're enslaved. This is when it's like we're going to keep bringing these tankers in. You're going to keep doing this, and you're going to keep filling it up, or else. And so they're, they they are, you know, you're like, they're in prison, <laughs> you know, oh, you know yeah. you're leaving, you work for us or, or you're going to die. And that's it. It's, it's a pretty good turning point in the movie here. So, um, 
basically well, I mean, pretty much past here is they hatch their escape plan uh, you know after bill kind of uh, realizes they're they're doomed you know he rests a little bit brett <laughs> kind of almost like she doesn't sing him to sleep but she talks him to go to sleep because she's just like get some rest dude and you you, you know you, you know because there, there's the ongoing theme of she's of her always calling him a hero right she's like you know you can't be a hero if you're dead right right and you got like, you got more to do so get your rest you know? it's never like, really said but i kind of feel like the, when it fades and you know when it fades to black and cuts into the next scene that it's meant to be the next day yeah you know i i, I I'm, I'm at least that's the way i feel about it it's meant to be the next day because he goes out to i forget the name of the character who's uh it's just one of the extra characters one of the extra truckers or the cu- customers that was at the dixie boy who's now pumping gas and he's just like he's got uh, you don't know it at, at the time because he's just kind of being real edgy about it and bill's just like just follow me he's like can you run and he's like yeah yeah i can run and he's like just follow my lead and he's like what are you gonna do he's like you just don't worry about it <laughs> you just follow my lead and they walk real close to the little flatbed with the machine gun and the thing, like the gun is pointed at him and he's talking to it. Cause he knows, you know, Bill knows that it understands it's sentient right. enough to, it's, it's to understand. It's intelligent. It knows what's, it, yeah, right. It knows yeah, and he's just like, Hey man, it's a guy thing. He's like, you know, something your kind wouldn't understand. And he kind of leans over and whisper. He's like, you just run as soon as I say it. And that's when he pulls out the hand grenade. Right. Drops it on the flatbed, spins the gun around, and they just start running, and then boom, they just blow that right, scene right the fuck that's, up. That's that's a fucking great scene. That's a fucking yeah. great scene. So that basically that's what. So that's what you know they're, they're going along with the plan. And, yeah, to uh, to go to the. Oh, I forgot the name of the place. Haven. That's the name. Haven. So, uh, so they, um, so, so now the grenade goes off. They blow the fuck out of the uh, they blow the fuck out of the turret, so that that gets rid of the machine gun threat. But the trucks are just like fuck you, so the trucks now are just like bashing into everything. And um, yeah, because um, because I think what it is when when they bring Bill inside when he's kind of sunstroked out, like one guy says to him, and he's like, "Listen, we've been p- putting everything down in the cellar." We find right. a way out. We can make it. So the, the the plan's been put into action, very low key, but it's been put into action. So I mean, when they when they run back into the building, you know, into the the main building of the the Dixie Boy, uh, you know, they go down into the basement, and it's not. I mean, it's in the nick of time as they're going down into the the tunnel or the sewer system or whatever it is that they're getting into. The the bulldozer and the trucks just start running into the Dixie. Right. And and it's just as uh, it's just as Bill had predicted. He's like, you know, there's no reason why those big boys couldn't drive in here. He's like, if they did, they crash through the floor and end up in the cellar. And that's right. exactly what happens. They start crashing in through the place, and and uh, I think what 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 makes the place blow up at the end though, when they're escaping, isn't it the the oxygen tanks? Yeah, there's it's it's uh, yeah, there's a big oxygen tank. And what happens basically there, which is by the way, the scene itself is really cool because it's nighttime. You got the green stuff like up of the sky still, and it's that cool scene again. And then what happens is they're crushing it. There's some sparks go off, and then the oxygen tank blows up, and it's massive. And again, it completely destroys. <clears throat> it completely destroys the truck stop, 
like it just like ba boom, and they're now looking back at the truck stop that has been blown to bits, and of course more. And most of the trucks are at on are blown up. Most of them, right? And they're, most of them are either blown up, crashed through the floor, or on fire. Right. They're there. I mean, they just you know that oxygen tank kind of took care of everything else. So they're they're they've been blown to bits. Now they're looking back, and then the flames kind of illuminate all their faces. They're looking back at this big flame, this flaming truck stop that has been completely demolished, which is a great scene because it's like I would have loved to stand there and watch all that happen. It was like really, really cool. Yeah, it's a magnificent shot. It's, it, it's explosions right. the only way the eighties knew how. It's just big, exactly. Know, big, so now, lots of lots of gasoline fire. <laughs> exactly. So now they're they're heading. They're 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 basically kind of all following each other, one by one, and they're heading toward um, they're heading toward uh, the marina. There's a sign for the marina, and then and then I think this is this is when you're talking about the plane shot. The 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 yeah, the, the plane has crashed plane down into thing. another truck, and I can't remember now if it the, was the I, I want to say it was the the ice cream truck, but it might have just been one, another random vehicle. The goblin truck's still on the move, and I, I think uh, I think oh, there's a funny scene where they're like at a they're a fast food joint or something, and uh, I forget what the sign's saying. It's the play a burger something, and it's saying something to them like it's they're communicating with like like I forget what it is or it's giving them a warning. And Deke walks up with one of the machine guns and blows the shit out of the sign. Yeah, he, then, he has that moment where he's like, this is for my dad, you son of a bitch. Yeah, exactly. So he takes the sign out. Like, he killed, like, killing, like, you know, these fuckers that are this this thing that's giving them an order. And he basically says, you know, fuck you. And, uh, and then he gets rid of the machine gun. He gives it back to Brett. And then... Um, yeah, after he blows it away, he's like, yeah, I don't want this thing anymore. He's like, I'm done. Isn't it, isn't it Curtis is holding a machine gun and the ice cream truck is coming at them. They're shooting it. They yes, shoot the ice, ice truck and it blows up, doesn't it? It blows yeah, up and it's flies him. in the air, kind of like yeah. It's Curtis and Brett both start machine gunning it, yeah, and it blows and it kind up. Of cool shot because it almost blows it forward, like it blows up and blows forward, it goes through the fucking explosion, and then it just kind of topples end over end or whatever. And then the Green Goblin comes back as one of the the few extras that is still left. One right. of the truckers sees a dead woman hanging out of a car with this big diamond ring on her hand like right. a big like yeah you know. this is this is like this is a fucker moment like this dude just like i'm almost like oh like because you're supposed to feel for these people you're like oh dude he's gonna steal her ring you know you're like what a what a cocksucker you know even though she's dead but still you're still ripping her off yeah i mean it's it's, it's like, like with everything going on you're gonna steal jewelry yeah, off of dead people off. that's pretty low but, but it's pretty cool it's a good it's a good you know you know, like because that's oh, when the Green Goblin uh, Happy Toys truck comes back and just splatters him every which way from right. Sunday. That's pretty cool because there he is. He ripped it off. He's an asshole. You're like, oh fuck you, dude. You you fuck fuck off. And then of course the Goblin truck gets him. It's a good you know that's such a great truck. You got to use them a little bit more. So it's cool. He fucking runs the dude over and gives him his comeuppance. And then uh, oh, he was the last red shirt. You right. know, really. <laughs> and then Emilio Estevez. He's got the fucking rocket launcher. He shoots the goblin. The goblins there, their eyes are all red and shit. And, you know, and then all of a sudden they go out and then the goblin truck just blows the smithereens and and that's it. That's it for that. Now they're at the marina now. 
so they're all kind of getting on the boat and uh it's cool they're all like you know everything's cool they're getting on and they're all gonna make it and uh he can't untie this rope i remember there's a scene where Amelia Estevez can't untie the rope and she pulls the blade and brett pulls out the blade again yes mother's helper that mother's helper that's it and so he slices through this you know four inch thick diameter fucking uh, <laughs> nautical rope and yeah, like, that, that was funny. The, there he is, this hero, but he can't untie a knot. <laughs> he cuts through it, and now they're they're on the boat, and you know you can see the the green goblin truck, fucking all smoking. And then we see the isn't there a fucking message at the end that says something? Yeah, uh, it's something to the effect or the that you know a UFO was seen circling above the Earth, and it was destroyed. By a, a Russian satellite system, quote unquote weather satellite that happened to be equipped with a a, a laser nuclear warhead, lasers and nuclear warheads. And, and but then the, after six days, after the 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 Earth left the tail of the comet, after six days, the world went back to normal, and that the Dixie Boys survivors were still survivors. Right, and and uh, then we get an ending shot with Connie complaining on the boat about being seasick and tossing her cookies and it pretty much ends with her throwing up right and that's like perfect okay cool and uh that's it isn't it and yeah it, that's that's the end of the movie that's... credits and uh and some more music and we're just rolling along and that's it that's the end and of what a wild ride man like i said oh. and again i know we've said it you know several times throughout this i don't understand the hate for this movie you know, I guess if you're a fan of only highbrow cinema, this is right. not the movie for you. You know, it's a little lowbrow, but it's so much fun. It's uh, if, if you've seen this movie and you hate it, I, I, all I can say is give it another chance. Uh, you know, and that's about all I can say. And if you, yeah. you, you, you've given it another chance and you hate it, then it's just not for you. But I love this movie. Uh, I've loved it since I was a kid, and I love it more and more every time I see it. I think some of the hate for this movie... Is the same shit that when people, I think a lot of people go along with what they've heard, like 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 they don't really maybe they've seen it once and they never really gave it a chance. They never thought like I know there's people that legit hate something, and like and they have their reasons. They have every right to hate a movie. That's fine, but it's like the it's like the Rob Zombie haters. Like like they've all heard that you're supposed to hate Rob Zombie movies because Rob Zombie sucks, and they all hate Rob Zombie. And yeah, and so everything he does sucks. So it's like you're supposed to hate, like, it's the same thing with this movie. Like, yeah, everybody says this movie sucks, so it sucks. It's like, well, no, it doesn't suck. That's my opinion. Just like people that hate it, that's their opinion. I think a lot of people just hear shit and they go along with it. You know, it's like, you know, I don't know. I just, it's like a social media thing. Like, yeah, you're supposed to hate Rob Zombie. You know, like, you're so ever, you know, it's like, shut up. He's a great filmmaker. Well, it's just like the people that are like, it's the worst movie ever made, or is this the worst director ever? And it's like, no, I I, I, I can bet you if you try hard enough, you're going to find something worse. Yeah, exactly. So this movie, fuck fuck all that shit. You know what? If you really it's hate a fun it, ride. Okay. this is a fun ride. Exactly. That's that's the word. It's a That's the term. This is a fun ride. This is a fucking kickback. You know, have a beer or whatever, have some popcorn, watch the movie. And enjoy it and fucking don't worry about picking it apart. Just enjoy it because it is entertaining. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's how I feel about the movie. I think it's fucking 
I love it, and it's uh, a, it's, it's just a it's a great film, and it's got a great soundtrack, and you know the right. fact um, I, I feel kind of bad in a way that like Stephen King disowns it himself. I think he ought to just be like, you know, hey, you know, I, the odds were stacked against me. I, I had the odds stacked against myself, you know, with his addictions and everything at the time. The fact that the movie came out as good as it did is a friggin' miracle, right. you know. And that being said, um, once when you go to go ahead and give our uh, ratings, you can go ahead and give our, your rating on a scale from one to ten. I am ready. I am ready. I'm going to give this film a ten, and that's my feeling. I I think this movie, as we've talked about it through the whole thing, and the reason why I'm giving it a ten is because I'm coming like you know what, I'm just I'm just throwing shade here. I'm throwing it. I'm saying like hey, you know what. Give this movie a fucking chance, man. It fucking it's, it's stop with all the bullshit and fucking. You know, it's like you don't like it, that's fine. But you know what? This is a fucking pretty good horror movie from the '80s, from the golden era of movies. It's entertaining. I like it. I enjoy it. And that's my opinion. And I think a lot of people just like fucking shit all over it because they think they're supposed to. It's a fucking. It's a fucking fun movie. Is it the greatest movie ever made? No. That's fucking not the greatest fucking horror movie ever made. You know, it's like, okay, so so what? You know, there's tons of shit that ain't the greatest horror movie ever made that are fucking great movies that we love. So I'm giving it a 10 because, you know what, I'm saying, hey, you know what? This movie deserves better treatment. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm Yeah, I'm I, I agree there. Because I, think, because I think it's a fucking, I think it did its job. It's entertaining. It's got all kinds of cool shit all over it. It's got good gore. You know the story's good too. It's funny. It's good. It's got. It's got. It's, it's got its moment. Yeah, you can sit here and pick it apart, but it's entertaining. It entertained me, and maybe oh. it's one of these things where I will definitely. You know, it's like just to put it on. I could just turn right around and watch it again. You know, exactly. It's like you know because it's like it's 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 a cool movie. Directing a movie, especially of this grand a movie with all these effects and all the fucking explosions and the bridge scene and all that. That's a lot going on, dude. And you did a good job. And so people can say what they want. Stephen King kicked ass and all the actors kicked ass and ACDC fucking rules. And there's great songs. And I loved it. And I, it's a, it's two thumbs up and a 10 from Mr. Commissar. I'm coming in pretty close to you. I'm coming in at a nine. Like I, I can't quite give it a ten. I reserve tens for special occasions, <laughs> but it's it's damn it's damn near perfect to me. It's it's such a good movie. It's highly entertaining. It's fun. It's gory. It's dark at times, you know. And you know, some people will probably laugh, but I think it's got heart. You know, like the the fact that these people band together. You know, are they all perfect characters? No. Are they right. all perfect people? Certainly not. But, you know, it's like when they band together and, you know, Bill and Brett and Deke all banding together for the common good and sh showing that, you know, eventually, you know, unlike most films of this ilk, when people kind of, you know, get into situations like, say, for instance, like a, a Night of the Living Dead, where they're all held up in one place, not, you know, besieged on all sides by some evil adversary, they end up working against each other. These people end up working however end up working for each other or with each right. other and i like that and again it's it's one of my favorite emilio estevez movies it's one of my favorite Stephen king movies uh i love the soundtrack you know when you have an all ac acdc soundtrack you know along with some in incidental type music you just can't go wrong but to me it's damn near perfect it's 
it's like you said, you, you said it best. It's a beer and popcorn movie. Just turn your brain off and have fun, you know, entertain me. And I'm right. always, I'm always as equally entertained by this movie every time I watch it. I, I wasn't any less entertained this last time I went to watch it than I was the time before, or the time before right. that. Right. But yeah, nine out of 10 for me. So a nine out of 10 and a 10 out of 10 from you, I think that's a pretty good rating. That's sure. probably the highest rating we've come in uh, for this Killer Wheels month so far, I think. But yeah, th- this was a big one. This was the one I was w- one of the two main movies I wanted to do, and then the other one being Christine, being another uh, Stephen King movie. I, That's why I kind of thought this movie. This movie was a more comical, slightly lighthearted version of of Christine. Right. <laughs> you know, machines coming to life, like the movie The Car. You know, or Chris. Oh, yeah, another good one. Or, I mean, it's like, you know, in, in this movie, Maximum Order, I mean, I, I love those kind of movies because it's like, why? What is, why is this happening? What the fuck is this shit? Like, who's going to, you know, and, and, um, sometimes it's aliens, sometimes it's the devil, and sometimes right. you just don't know. Sometimes you just don't fucking know. But either way, man, you better watch out because you're going to get fucking crushed. <laughs> so, right, right. You know, they're going to, you know, or like Duel. I mean, fucking Duel. You know, even though there was a guy in it, you know, why was he, you know, you know, there was a guy driving it, but still, I mean, God, I remember seeing Duel, you know, when I was a little kid and it was fucking terrifying, you know, just that, I mean, uh, and, and, you know, in, in, in the end, all you saw was the, the cowboy boots when the guy was getting ready to go off the cliff and he's trying to like stop the truck or shift the gears or whatever. And yeah, I mean, not, all you ever see is that never, and an but, arm, I think. But, right. Yeah, I think that's it. Like, the, that. Now, obviously, but but it's like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And so it's it's terrifying. And, and, and this is what, you know, this, it, obviously, there was this, this is more comical in a lot of ways. But just those movies, like the, like the car, especially. I mean, I remember I was a little kid when I saw the car. I mean, that was, scared the shit out of me. Just the sound of that horn. You oh, know, yeah. Just the sound of that horn and just the look of that car. And, and oh, like, that was a beautiful car. And it's just scary as fuck. And I, you know, and I still, and I hear that horn, I immediately, it's like, oh, you know, like if you hear a flipper or something, it's like, you know, bad shit's coming. It's terrifying. <laughs> you know, it is. It's like, it is, it's kind of like Jaws. It's kind of like a shark, you know, coming, you know, like this, this unstoppable machine coming at you. You know, it, it's very, it's very, um, it's, it's scary. Yeah. And that's what these movies are they're good. They creep you out, they scare you. It's they a good little it's a good little subgenre, I think. Yeah, exactly. And, and and I love it. I love it. And I so. almost forgot my final note here, and I'll end off the show with this, which was my favorite line of the movie is Jesus is coming and he is pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Amen. <laughs> oh well that being said, I think we'll call it it's an end end to the show and the end to the festivities. Once again, Thank you, Tom, for joining me for a couple hours. I was I was happy to 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 review this one with you. I had a feeling we would be on the same page with this one. Yes, sir, absolutely. And I had a I had a blast. So thank you for uh, yeah. thank you for asking me to do it. The pleasure well, is all. I know our schedules uh, kind of get a little crazy here over the next couple of months. So I don't know, you know, in the next month or so when we'll be able to record again. But we still got a couple a uh, couple of episodes in the can ready to ready to yeah, ready to fire out. So we'll get those uh, edited and released here very soon, but hopefully we can get to recording again very soon. Yes, sir. And good luck with all your endeavors. I know you got uh, an album you're recording and some music you're doing and another movie you're, you're acting in. So stay busy, sir. 
and good luck. We will do. Thank you very much. And same with you. And we'll catch up soon. And we'll we'll be back there having some more Grindhouse pizza. Right on. All right, everybody. Thank you once again for joining us and keep listening.